Hey guys, welcome back. This is episode 13 of my real estate investing series. And in this episode, we are talking all about how much real estate agents actually make, how much pricing adjustments on a property actually affect a real estate agent's commission, and ultimately why you can and should trust your real estate agent. So stay tuned, I'm covering everything here. Okay, welcome back guys. Just to start this video out before I get into it, I finally got an actual camera to record these videos on. So I'm hoping that the quality overall is better, but really I just wanted to start out by saying, please bear with me because I'm hoping that I don't run into like focusing issues or all the different issues that you can run into when you have no idea how to use a brand new camera. I pretty much took it out of the box and started this video. So let's just hope for the best. But anyway, this is episode 13. We're going to be talking about what real estate agents actually make. But really the purpose of this video is to establish the concept of trust with your agent. A lot of people think that real estate agents make so much money. And some people actually think that real estate agents try to manipulate the selling price of a property in order to increase commission. And that's really not happening. Of course, this entire video is from my point of view and I really can only speak for myself, but I do know many many agents and what I'm saying in this video is honest and this really is how real estate agents work but at the end of the day in order to work best with your agent and truly have them able to help you you need to be honest with your agent and also trust that your agent is being honest to you and that your agent is truly working in your best interests so the basics in this video that are going to be covered are how certain things like the price that the property actually sells for hardly affects the commission that a real estate agent takes home. So that's one of the things that I get a lot of questions about that I'm gonna cover in this video. And the other things I'm going to be covering in this video are what are a real estate agent's real motivations. So that's like your brief overview and we're gonna dive right in. Okay, so first, how do real estate agents make a commission? When an apartment is put on the market, the seller of the property hires a real estate agent to advertise the property, ultimately appeal to the largest number of people, get offers and sell the property for the highest possible price. The amount of money that the seller pays for those real estate marketing expenses is agreed on between the seller and their real estate agent. The seller may agree to a fixed price for those services services or they may agree to pay a percentage of what the property ends up selling for. The standard fee that's usually aligned on is 6% of the property sale price. So for the sake of this video and the examples I'm showing here, we're just going to use that figure. So that 6% commission that is paid out when the property finally sells covers all of the real estate advertising related expenses that are incurred while selling the property. And it also pays the commission of every real estate agent that is in any way involved in that transaction. So for example, if the seller's real estate agent has a partner that's helping out with this deal, then both of those real estate agents get paid out of that same pre-agreed upon 6%. Additionally, if the buyer of the property 
comes represented by their own real estate agent, their buyer's agent, that real estate agent also earns commission from that 6%. So that initial amount of money that is already agreed upon by the seller is shared essentially. So because that 6% pay is already predetermined, the seller of that property does not care how their real estate agent uses that money. So some of that commission goes towards reimbursing the seller's agent's advertising expenses on the property. And ultimately, a majority of the commission pays the real estate agents. So for this video, what I really want to zero in on is what happens when there is a buyer's agent, when there is a real estate agent representing the buyer in a transaction. These are questions I get asked about so often, and especially most of the people watching these videos that I've been producing are looking to potentially purchase property. So you are the buyer. So I really wanted to clear up the questions that sometimes are associated with using a buyer's agent. So as a buyer, when you're purchasing property in New York, you do not pay your buyer's agent. Having a buyer's agent is simply your just representation in the transaction. It's almost like walking into a courtroom and using the same attorney for both both sides, both the plaintiff and the defendant. Inherently, you would never do that. So the real estate agents involved in a real estate transaction are intended to each represent a specific side of the transaction. Your buyer's agent is the person who is fighting for your best interest in the transaction. So some people might ask, if you buyer's agents are getting paid by that 6% commission, that's being given out by the seller once the property sells, then why would you negotiate for me and lower the price that the apartment sells for? So firstly, just to put it out there, the seller's agent, the person representing the seller, does have a fiduciary responsibility to their seller to get the highest price for the apartment. And the buyer's agent has a responsibility to represent the buyer's best interests. And one of those interests is getting the property for the lowest possible price. But the higher the price the property sells for, the more money the buyer's agent ultimately makes, right? Well, yes, that's the simple fact. But if you think that that affects the job that your buyer's agent is going to do for you and how hard they are going to fight for a deal for you, that's completely not true. Now, of course, there are unethical real estate agents out there that are focused on short-term, small commission dollar amounts in a transaction. And there are unethical people in any industry. And it's very easy to tell when a real estate agent is this way. And of course, you're not gonna be working with a person like that. I trust that you have decent gut feelings, that you're able to get a sense for people. And as long as you feel that your real estate agent is trustworthy, then everything I'm saying in this video is completely true for the person that you're working with. So first, consider your mentality at work. I feel like people have a hard time relating to real estate agents because a lot of people who are looking to purchase property likely have a job where they make a salary. And for someone like that, it's often difficult to really relate to someone who chooses to work solely on commission. And sometimes you question that person's motivations. But just think about yourself at work for a minute. If you have a job with a salary, you understand that over time, you're gonna climb the ranks and you're gonna get your raises and you're gonna get 
your promotions. But every day you show up and you conduct yourself and your work to the best of your ability. You don't hand in one good report and expect your manager to shoot you a couple of extra thousand dollars that day. A good real estate agent is not fixated on the specific amount of money that they are going to earn in any one single transaction. So compared to a salary job for a real estate agent, our equivalent of climbing the ranks, our form of getting raises and promotions is to over time develop deep relationships with clients who come back to us continually for all of their real estate needs and ultimately refer us more business. This is what a good real estate agent looks for, referrals and repeat business. This is completely a network-based business and the only way to achieve that is by doing an absolutely impeccable job for every single client that we work with. Also, most people that get involved in real estate understand that this is a very people-focused business and they do this job because they love communicating with people. They get genuine joy out of meeting new people every single day and working with them. Personally, for me, my clients actually end up becoming not just my neighbors, but my good friends. Next, everyone prides themselves in being great at what they do. No matter what your career is, you usually want to do a great job, right? Don't we all enjoy having having credibility in our field and feeling like we are excelling and exceeding expectations, that feeling is not just driven by monetary compensation. It's simply the nature of many people who aren't selfish or malicious. Speaking for myself as a real estate agent who helps my clients make purchases every single day, I genuinely feel good when I'm able to get my clients a deal or have them feel that working with me made their experience better and helped them achieve their goal. I ask myself every single day how I can add more value for my clients. So now that we understand how someone working in an office on a salary doesn't expect an immediate pay increase as soon as they complete a task and how we innately enjoy excelling in our career, it's easy to relate to how a real estate agent isn't solely fixated on their immediate commission, but rather building a reputable business and client network over time. Someone who is fixated on small immediate dollar amounts more than they are obsessed with performing for their client is really not going to get anywhere and they're not someone that you're going to work with. It's easy to spot someone like that and avoid them. Now let's talk real numbers. Let's assume that a property is priced at $700,000 and you want to buy it. And on the back end, the seller has agreed to pay 6% for all of the real estate expenses associated with the sale of the property. Now you want to reduce the price of the property by $20,000 and you want your buyer's agent to get this done for you. Why should you believe that your buyer's agent is really trying for you and not just letting the property sell for $20,000? dollars more because technically wouldn't they want to make a commission on a $700,000 property instead of a $680,000 property? Why should you trust them? So let me show you how little a difference in the commission actually affects the amount of money that makes it into the agent's pocket. So for this to make sense, I'm going to be focusing on the difference in the commission that your agent would make if they successfully negotiated down the price of the property for you. So we're looking at the difference of $20,000. So assuming that 6% number that the seller has agreed to for the cost of their real estate expenses, the amount of commission that would have gone to the agents on that $20,000 in question 
is $1,200, $1,200. That is 6% of $20,000. Now, if the buyer has a real estate agent and the seller has a real estate agent, then both of those agents are being paid out of that 6% commission. So in this example, for the $20,000 in question, each agent's share would be $600. Now, all real estate agents split their commissions with their brokers. The broker is essentially the company that the real estate agent works at. So in my case, for example, my broker is Douglas Element. So whenever I have a commission, part of that commission goes to me and part of that commission goes to Douglas Element. Most agents split their commissions with their broker 50-50, so half and half. But let's say that you're working with a more senior agent or an agent who was able to negotiate a better deal for themselves with their brokerage. And let's say that your agent takes home 60% of their commission and their brokerage makes 40%. That agent is actually making $360. And now, don't forget that real estate agents do not get taxes taken out of their paychecks. So let's assume to be safe that that agent is going to see 60% of their paycheck after tax. This further brings that $360 down to $216. Further, a real estate transaction on a good day takes about three months to close. That means that this $216 commission averages out to about $72 a month. So my question to you is, who's sitting there crunching that number to find out how much less commission they're gonna make by saving their client $20,000 in the middle of a real estate negotiation? And who in their right mind would put their relationship with their client in jeopardy and not do their absolute best at negotiating, which is what a real estate agent is supposed to be an expert at, and risks not getting future referrals just to save $216 or $72 a month, forfeiting the opportunity to negotiate and shave $20,000 off of that purchase price is just in no way worth it. Speaking for myself again, the feeling that I get when I save a client $50,000, $100,000, oftentimes even more, far outweighs the couple of thousand dollars in reduced commission by a landslide. Doing an amazing job and being the best in my craft just feels so much better. And I feel like after breaking it down this way, I think it's so obvious now. I feel like it's so much more easy to understand. Finally, when you're working with a buyer's agent when making your real estate purchase, the seller knows that there is someone on your side of the transaction that is 100% reachable at any time of day, completely accountable for the transaction. And it's very comforting for a seller to know. You literally have a project manager working on your side of the deal. Having worked with multiple sellers representing their side of the transaction, I do feel at ease when the buyer of the property has an agent because ultimately I have a counterpart that I can check in with and follow up with 100 times a day if I want to to make sure that that 
that deal gets to the closing table. And that's really it. If you were wondering how real estate agents make money, how the seller's agent or your buyer's agent is earning their commission, and what really is motivating a good real estate agent, then this video should have answered all your questions. I really hope that you found this video helpful and interesting. And if you ever have any questions about anything I cover in these videos, please feel free to email me anytime. My email address is christina.cremitas at element.com. If you would like for me to represent you in your property purchase, or if you are looking to sell property in Manhattan or Brooklyn, please also email me anytime. I'd be more than happy to help. I'm never too busy to take on new clients and I love getting to meet you guys. Also, I'm not sure if you guys actually scroll down to the descriptions in these videos, but I did wanna let you know that I include a lot of information in each of these video descriptions. I include notes for anything that I'm talking about during the video, but I also include links as well so I included the link where you can follow me on Instagram it's just another really good place for us to keep in touch and get to know each other on a little bit more of a personal level I share a lot of my home life my personal life behind the scenes and real estate so that's a great place for us to connect and you can also send me a direct message via Instagram anytime as well a lot of you guys have done that after watching these videos or listening to the podcast and it's really cool another thing that I included links for here is whether you are hearing or seeing this episode on the podcast or in the YouTube video, I included the link in the description where if you want to listen on the go and you prefer the podcast, I have the link in there for the podcast. And if you're listening to the podcast and you want to see the visuals that go along with these episodes, I've also linked to the YouTube video. So I really encourage you guys to check out both and see where you're more comfortable listening and following the episode. Please, please don't be too harsh on me about the audio quality. In the earlier episodes, I did not have proper equipment for this, but I have since gotten a microphone and I'm really hoping that that has improved things. And I know that it's still not perfect. I'm still really new at this and I'm like not a videographer, a videographer or like a podcaster. I was not before starting this. So please just bear with me as I work to refine this and make it better and increase the quality. And I'm also really open to all of your feedback. You guys have not hesitated with the feedback so far and I've tried to actually implement everything. So thank you so much. Thank you guys so much for tuning into episode 13. I really hope you loved this episode and stay tuned for episode 14. I'm gonna be announcing early next week on my Instagram story what episode 14 is gonna be about. So make sure you're following me over there and I'll see you guys soon.